Hey everybody, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And welcome to episode two. Here we are. Thank you so much to everyone who left ratings and reviews on our first couple episodes. It is so fun to see those and it does make a big difference in the Apple podcast back end. If you want to find more from us, you can find us at MeganandWendy.com. Or email us at MeganandWendy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We got an email, too. <laughs> we did. Yes. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so much. I was very excited. Thank you, Michelle. All right, Miss Wendy. How are What's you? What's up? I'm good. Guess what I did this morning? Tell me. I voted. Yeah. You did. My, my ballot arrived yesterday by mail. As did and mine. I filled it out, signed, sealed. I'm going to deliver this afternoon. Now, you are typically an absentee ballot voter, yes? I have been for 20 years, probably. Yeah. So I am an in-person. I like I like the experience. I like the moment. <laughs> I enjoy it. I have not yet decided what I'm going to do this year. I know that I'm going to vote. But California early in-person voting only starts five days before the election, mm-hmm. which makes me a little bit nervous because if lines are super long... And it's crowded and I don't feel comfortable. I feel like even though you still can mail your ballot at that point. It feels late. Yes. Everyone, please make sure to read your voting rules. Do not, (laughs) you know, take my word for it. Obviously, your ballot is still valid in the mail prior to the election. However, I want to make sure (laughs) that my vote is being counted. So why don't you just drop it off this year? Just for... I think I'm going to and you can sign up and get confirmation via text message when your ballot has been received i did i need to do that and so then i think maybe i'll feel a little more sense of completion Mm -hmm. yeah i was super excited and the ballot that comes in the mail it comes with a sticker too that says i voted genius (laughs) truly (laughs) that little step if your state sends a sticker with mail-in ballots I'm telling you, that's... I just don't know what to do. Like, do I want to put it on today? Do I wait until election day to put it on? Do I stuff it away? Do I throw it away? What do I do with it? Well, I put mine on my phone case after the last election. Like, I wore it. Last presidential election. I wore it all day, and then I transferred it to my phone case because I wasn't ready to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying crying in the closet right now. I really am. And I'm sitting in my closet, and my closet lights are motion-censored, so it's now dark. (laughs) Oh, I I turned my lights off. I I need it to be a little bit cooler in here, so I thought maybe with the lights off. But, yeah, I'm setting a mood this week. Now (laughs) we're podcasting by the light of my laptop. All right, so you voted. What else is going on? I I thought about you this morning very early as I was scrolling through social media. Are you excited about the West Wing reunion coming up? Yes. But? It's on a streaming service that I don't have. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can add it. I know the $7 I can afford it. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have my login so you can watch it. Okay? You have an HBO login. Um, Absolutely. I I am excited. And I should say I have been re-watching The West Wing. Um, when I finish a show, 
I have a very hard time starting a new one. Um, like the fear of the unknown. I just don't. What? It's hard for me to get into something. So I, think I, often... I know what it is. It's because you don't want to let those stories and those characters go quite yet. You've developed a relationship with them. That is why. Yes, absolutely. And I also, I don't want to be let down. I don't want to start a new show and put time into it and feel like it was a waste of my time. So what I often do after I finish a show is I'll start a rewatch. And in t- when I started The West Wing, I thought, I'll just watch a few episodes because the first season is so good. And now I'm midway through season three and um, I, can't, I can't stop. So slight tangent, if you are a West Wing fan who has not listened to the West Wing weekly podcast, here is my plug for it. It is a fantastic companion. It is over. They're done creating new episodes, but they did the entire series. It started several years ago, and I've been re-listening, and it's still very much the re-listens hold up. So if you are watching for the first time or doing a rewatch, that podcast is the perfect companion. I've never watched that series. I tried. Um... You got stuck on their poorly fitting suits. Did I? I don't remember. It's <laughs> I, I tried a couple episodes and I was like, oh, President Bartlett, that's what we need right now when I was watching it. Um, that's his name, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I never really got past like maybe episode six. You know, I am sad that it didn't resonate with you, but I do appreciate you trying. It is my favorite television show of all time. Wow. Hands down. If we did that, what five television shows define uh-huh. you, challenge that everybody's doing, I would have a hard time moving past number one Ooh, on my list. Let's do that. Let's do that for the future, for sure, on a future okay. episode. So last night I was scrolling through Facebook, and I saw um, somebody had mentioned a new Facebook group called Ear for Each Other, and it is made up of Disney employees who were furloughed recently. Okay. And- it's really cool. It's now there's like fifteen thousand people in it. I, those are not all um, like former cast. What are they called? Cast members. Cast, cast members. Yeah, cast it's members. Their supporters as well. People who are interested. Exactly. So it's like makers and creators and um, chefs and all kinds of people who held these great positions with the Disney company. So they, it's like a side hustle for them. They're selling the stuff that they're good at. You know what I mean? Like, okay, for example, there is a pastry chef in there and he's like, yeah, I'm available. Here's what I can do. Hire me. And I was like, that's so cool. Isn't that neat? Are these people from mostly California Disney since we have not reopened and Florida has, or are they all over? Um, they are all over. I've seen cruise lines. I've seen oh. Walt Disney World. I've seen hotels. Um, I haven't seen a ton of Anaheim, but I know that they're in there. I just I just came across it last night, so I haven't spent a ton of time there. But it's really neat. So I definitely recommend it if you are like a Disney geek and want to like help support these cast members who um, lost their jobs. Unfortunately, I would definitely check it out. In today's episode, we want to talk about self-care in an election cycle, which is information that can translate really to any major news cycle, because this is information that I really could have used in mid-March as the COVID news was breaking and raining down upon us nonstop. (laughs) Um, But, you know, right now we are living in the middle of an election cycle, so that's the example we're going to use. 
and it's relevant to both of us right now. Totally. And I don't want you, our listeners, to like tune out because we're not actually talking about election stuff here. We're just talking about how to take care of yourself when there's like just craziness happening all over the news, all over social media, all over our world. So, well, and that I think brings us directly to the very first thing we need to discuss, which is how to stop doom scrolling. Are you guilty of this? I am, but I didn't know it had a name (laughs) until just recently. I think it's a relatively recent term, but it is one that was used in an article that we'll link in our show notes. And I think it is the perfect description for what many of us are doing these days with our phone. So tell the fine folks at home what doom scrolling is. Doom scrolling is our tendency to want every last bit of information, particularly when it's about bad news. So when it was COVID, it was like, who has it? Tell me all the horrible symptoms and side effects Mm -hmm. and how I'm going to get it simply from my groceries and all of these horrible little pieces of information. You know, we had to have it all. And it was like, surely there is more information out there that is going to tell me why this is bad. So on top of like news, then you're hearing or reading everybody else's opinions about it, right? Sure. And everyone's reactions to the news and everyone's personal stories and right. sifting you just through put all you of in that. A, put you in a real head funk, no? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so stopping that is a challenge. It is not something I am particularly good at, but it is something that I am trying to be more mindful of. And with that said, I have some ideas. Tell me. Okay. These are things that I have done with various levels of success. The first is to set time limits on the apps on your phone. Now, I'm speaking specifically to iPhone users, although um, I'm going to hope that Android users have a similar option. But iPhone makes it easy. Now, I think screen time limits were really meant as parental controls, but let's be honest, I need them myself. (laughs) And you can go in and you can set controls by app or by app category. So I can set a time limit on my social media apps. And when I try to open them, once I've reached that time limit, it's going to give me a warning. (laughs) So it will say you have reached your limit and it'll give you an option of... You know, ignore for one minute, ignore for 15 oh. minutes, That's ignore like for the day. Button. Exactly. That's like, oh, and no, my kids no. would call me on it because oh, I was ooh. ignoring. And my son was like, why do you ignore your screen time limits? And it was a real do as I say, not as I do moment. Totally. Because, of course, we've got these screen time limits in place for our kids when I just blow right through mine. Right. I, I, what I would like is like a family feud X. You know what I mean? Like a, you can't use this anymore. (laughs) Or, or the app to simply not be available, you know, on the screen. Wouldn't that be cooler? So, and of course that takes me to my next point, which is that you can simply delete the apps from your phone. And guys, you can get them back. I mean, deleting the app from the phone doesn't take away your account. It doesn't mean you can't have it back in five minutes. It just takes it away and it kind of takes away that mindless response that I know I have to kind of open my phone and just click through my various social media sites and start scrolling 
even if there's no new information, even if I'm not looking for something, even if I've been in there five minutes ago, I do it without even thinking sometimes. I'm the same. Yeah. And if the app's not there, it short circuits your brain and you can't do it. I mean, yes, I could go back to the app store and redownload it. Yes, I can open my computer and get it. But it does kind of put a break in your actions so that you have to actually stop and think about what you're doing for a minute. Right. One thing I think I'm going to do, I'm going to commit to doing this, is on the weekends, I'm going to delete social media from my phone. What? That doesn't mean I can't use social media. If you see me on Facebook on a Saturday, it means I'm using it from a computer. We have plenty in the house. Yeah. But I don't need it. And especially on the weekends when everyone's home and I would really like to spend more time, the reality is the news is going to be there. That information is going to be there when I come back to it. I am not a person whose opinion matters to anybody who matters, and it's okay if I don't have the information as it breaks. Right. Well, okay, that's funny that you mentioned that, because the other night I was watching the vice president debate, and I had plugged my phone in because I was like, I really just want to watch it. I don't want to have my phone in my hand, reading the reactions of people on Twitter, and so I just wanted the information. I wanted to watch it on my own. And then that damn fly lands on Mike Pence's head. And I <laughs> I had to get up and get my phone because I knew Twitter would be going off with, like, the jokes and the memes. And I wanted to get in on that. In um, the moment. In the moment. So it's so weird, like, feeling like you're not a part of something if you don't have access to your social media, like, right at that moment. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, you know, social media has become the main form of my social interaction these days. Uh And so I definitely do sometimes feel like I'm missing out. That said, I can do that in smaller chunks, right? Like I can jump in and I can have the interactions and I can read it. And I have to tell myself, (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) If I don't, if I'm not there in real time, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, the beauty is it's still there. I know. I know. <laughs> so tell me this. Do you um, do you use your phone as like your alarm? Is it next to your bed at night? It is and it shouldn't be. Okay. And I have tried to break the habit of charging my phone next to my bed. And I give myself two reasons why I can't, which are complete BS. And one reason is that I need it for my alarm, uh-huh. which is nonsense because my husband wakes up before me every single day without an alarm. I don't actually need an alarm to wake up. And the other is I have it in my mind. We don't have a landline anymore. Same. And so I'm constantly thinking, like, what if somebody needs to reach me in the middle of the night uh-huh. and I can't hear my phone? Now, yeah. I'll tell you why that's nonsense, because I can plug it in in the bathroom, which is inside my bedroom, and I would hear a phone call. Right. I would it, hear my rained. alarm. Yeah. I might have to walk to it, but it would wake me up. But it is a bit of a security blanket having it right next to me all night. So do you charge your phone next to your bed? I do because I go to bed listening to podcasts usually. Okay. And um, yeah, it's there next to my bed. It's the first thing I look at in the morning. I will spend sometimes upwards to like 30 minutes scrolling, 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 checking every social media channel. Why? I don't know. Before you get out of bed. Yes. How awful is that? No, me too. Me too. And especially because my husband gets up before me. So like when he gets in the shower, my phone goes into my hand because I don't need to be up yet. And then I'm just doing the same thing. And I know that if it weren't next to me, I would not get out of bed and go find it right away. No way. I do think doing these things 
setting the time limits, taking the apps off your phone if they are not sparking joy for you anymore, (laughs) charging your phone away from you. Sometimes during the day, I'll put my phone upstairs to charge while I'm downstairs just so I can't mindlessly reach for it all day. If I need it, I can go get it, but I don't need to be checking Facebook in between each step of making dinner. It's exhausting. It It is is exhausting, right? One hundred percent. I know. I'm gonna like. I'm telling you right now. I'm gonna make a way better effort into like staying off social media over the next four weeks. And the reality is, I have a whole life outside of that phone, right? I mean, I can be a well-informed person who cares about the issue of the world and also still be a mom and still enjoy painting my nails and still enjoy watching Hocus Pocus with my kids. <laughs> I can I can I can be more than one thing. I know. But I think I think social media makes us feel like we can do all the things at all the time. You know what I mean? Like we could still be watching Hocus Pocus, but I'm still connected online with these people <laughs> who live across the country. I don't know. Like, uh... Well, and I think there is some messaging on social media happening that if you are not experiencing every bit of breaking news as it's happening, that maybe you don't care enough. And oh. we're here to tell you we disagree with that. Yeah. Because really, all of this is a form of self-care. And we want to spend a bit of time talking about the difference between self-care and self-soothing. So the difference between self-care and self-soothing, let's talk about that. Self-soothing is, I don't have an actual definition, but to me, it's like uh, something that you're going to do to calm yourself in the moment, maybe, does that sure right? absolutely okay. like, so like taking a bath right or doing a pedicure or getting something to eat or you, you know what I mean like uh taking a nap <laughs> I guess those would be like self-soothing don't you agree? right and I think your idea of in the moment yes this feels good right now is it going to do a whole lot for my overall well-being exactly okay but self-care that's different so What I research is that there's four elements to self-care. The first one is emotional. Like, do you set boundaries with your time? Um, Do you do you surround yourself with positive people? Um, Do you give and receive love? (laughs) You know, those kind of um, actions. Right. Emotional actions that make you feel good. I don't know. (laughs) Are you good at that? Setting boundaries? Um, no, not really. Um, well, no, I take that back. If I set boundaries with my time and my energy, yes, I can say like, no, I can't meet for lunch today. Or no, I can't do that because I need to do this for me. So yeah, I am. I am pretty good about that. What about you? I've gotten better about it, particularly with things like volunteering and PTA. Mm -hmm. I used to feel the pressure to say yes to everything. And I have gotten better about it. I've gotten better about saying, no, this is the thing that I'm going to do and I'm not available for that other thing. But it has taken time to eliminate the guilt coming from saying no. Oh, wow. See, like, like, that's not something I experience, guilt, when I say no to things. Oh, every time. That's so interesting. Guilt if I say no to a lunch invitation. Guilt if I say I can't take on that PTA thing. Guilt if I am not available in the moment to do something that somebody needs me to do. I feel guilt about 
just about every decision I make in my wow. life. So let's put that out there. I mean, that's going to weigh heavy on your heart, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it's exhausting. Oh, <laughs> Megan. So the second element is physical. Are, do you have a uh, regular sleep routine? Are you eating a healthy diet? Do you make sure you're eating breakfast or lunch? Do you go for a walk? Do you exercise regularly? Do you do any of those things, Megan? <laughs> I was really hoping you wouldn't ask. Oh, <laughs> I have gotten much better about going to sleep at a reasonable hour. So I'm getting a good amount of sleep most nights. And the rest of it, you know, it's hit or miss. I go through cycles of I'm filling up my water bottle three times a day and I'm drinking water and I'm actually eating lunch instead of going to town on a bag of chips at 3 p.m. But Uh it's a cycle and never in my life am I good at all of these things at once. Well, I think that is a fair um, bar to set. Like you can't be good at all those things all the time, right? I mean, surely somebody is, but... Oh, not me. Not me. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) It's, you know, I am a work in progress. Right. So for me, um, headed into the next few weeks, um, I'm going to really commit to eating healthier, making sure that I'm drinking enough water because I just want like the very basics to be covered. Do you know what I mean? Right. You want a strong foundation. Right. Because, man, I'll... I'll eat a whole bag of candy corn, you know, and just be like, I'm stressed out. I'm going to eat this Halloween candy and rah, you know. And it feels so, great in the moment. And then an hour later. I feel terrible. And I'll feel terrible for And days. grouchy. Yes. Oh my and, God. you know, I the power of a walk. I know it sounds try Go for a walk. I feel so much better from the 15, 20, 30 minutes outside moving my body. And it's a lesson that I have to relearn over and over and over again how good it is for me. Well, you can, you know, from our last episode, you know how I feel about exercise. But (laughs) um, I do enjoy a walk. And I even if it's, like you said, 15 or 20 minutes, I like to go in the morning. I was doing it in the summertime when when I could do it with our schedule. But... And going alone, not feeling the obligation that I have to take the dog with me. You know, it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. a twofer. If I need to concentrate (laughs) on me, it is me. I am not walking the dog at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's another great example of boundary setting, which I'm not good at. Okay. uh, Next up is uh, psychological. So do you give um, attention to things in your control? Do you cultivate self-awareness through like journaling or blogging or meditation or counseling. I know that this is something that I work on personally a lot. I do go to see a therapist several times a month, and that really gives me the opportunity to talk through things with someone who doesn't really have an opinion, like things I wouldn't want to talk to like friends or my spouse about. So that's really important to me. Um, I obviously like to journal or write. I think that's a fabulous outlet. Meditation. Have you ever meditated? Like twice. (laughs) Uh, I'm not good at it. Although the times I've done it, both of them, I have, I enjoy focusing on just that one thing because rarely from when I get up to when I go to bed, am I just doing one thing without my mind on something else or trying to, you know, multitask with my phone. I've enjoyed it. I haven't been able to make it a practice, but I know you have a meditation podcast that you like. Yes, it's called Women's Meditation Network. 
And um, I found it because they have this great meditation for when you have a headache. I suffer from headaches a lot. So that's where oh. I found it at. As I'm scrolling, I see no more mom guilt. So maybe you need to listen to that. I do. I listened to their episode on focus actually on Wendy's advice because several months ago I could not get my brain to focus on anything. And I think I could use another revisiting of that episode. And it's very woo-woo. I mean, you're either into meditation or you're not. But I will say I would not consider myself a particularly spiritual person. And yet I still found it very helpful to spend those 15 minutes kind of focused on one thing and sending mm-hmm. my energy to one thing. A lot of people like the Headspace app, which does have a free trial um, if you want. And they have a ton of meditations within the app, depending on what you're trying to focus on. Interesting. Okay, so you mentioned spiritual. That is the last element of self-care. And that includes practicing mindfulness, prayer, um, gratitude, spending time in nature and being present in the moment. I got to say, I do love to spend time in nature. I think that's why I enjoy working in my backyard. Um, it's just getting into something else that is bigger than me, maybe. Does that yeah, sound absolutely. so woo-woo? No. <laughs> you know, I'm a Virgo and I'm a very practical person. But so I often think of myself as not being able to benefit from the spiritual side of things, right? Like there's no to-do list to be checked. There's Mm -hmm. no, there's no measurable outcome. However, I I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, we went on a bike ride to a park in our neighborhood and we had a picnic, my husband and my kids and I, and we spread the blanket out and we were sitting under these trees and I was just laying on the blanket, looking at the leaves move. And I, (laughs) it really was this moment of zen, which is Uh not a word I would ever describe (laughs) my life with, but it was very much outside of myself and it was just so nice. And I don't really like outside because I don't like bugs and I don't like sweating and I don't like things that I can't control. And yet there are some moments in nature that kind of blow your mind. So that is so funny you say that. And this is, I'm not surprised that that's who you are because I'm the total opposite. Like those are the moments I'm looking for. I want those moments like laying in the pool and just feeling the motion of the water or the, the way the sun sparkles off the ocean. Like those are like, those make me so happy and bring me so much joy. So all of that said, all of these different arenas of self-care, what do we do with it with an election barreling down upon us in the next couple of weeks? Well, I think it's important to have a plan. Like, obviously, don't go into the next few weeks without having a solid but flexible plan of how you should treat yourself so you don't, you know, fall into the trap of feeling miserable with whatever outcome we should experience. Yes. Protect yourself. Build up your armor now. Exactly. Build the foundation. Do you have a plan? I do. And um, before I get into it. You have a plan for a plan. 
<laughs> I have a plan for a plan. Yes. That okay. should be my motto. So we created like a template. It is on our website and we will link it in the show notes. We also created um, a similar template for Instagram that will be on our Instagram at Megan and Wendy LSS. It is basically just a blank template with the three, um, I'm sorry, four key dimensions of self-care and what you are going to do to make yourself feel better over the next few weeks. And you don't need to make it that deep. Like you can throw gifts in there, right? But like. Oh, 100%. 100%. Throw a salad gift in there and some feet moving, you know. I It is important to think about these things as a plan because you're not just going to wake up one day and be the model of self-care without actually taking the time to implement the steps that you need to take to feel better. I mean, I mean it's not just going to happen. Yeah, I haven't done that in 45 years. So I don't know why I would like, you know, ex- expect otherwise. So tomorrow yeah, I'm-, I'm going to wake up as a self-actualized human and I'm not going to need <laughs> to try to do any of this. But the no. reality is it's work. It is yeah. work. It's going to be work. Got to do the work. It's worth it. It's it worth it. This episode of Long Story Short, the podcast is brought to you by the Countdown to the Holidays workbook. Friends, the holidays are roaring toward us. We have Halloween, we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas, we have Hanukkah, and we know they're going to look and feel different this year. And we get it if that has you feeling overwhelmed or like you just want to completely ignore them all. However, we think they can still be great. And the truth is they're coming whether you want to or not. We have a workbook that's going to walk you through getting ready for the holidays week by week. And the real magic is going to happen in our exclusive Facebook group available to everyone who purchases this book. We're going to keep you on track. We're going to continue to share ideas about how to manage the stress of the season, how to get it all done. And the best part is how to actually enjoy yourself in the process. Use the code POD for an exclusive discount. You can find the workbook at meganandwendy.com or via the link in our show notes. And now it's time for Megan and Wendy Approved, where we're going to share something that we're each loving. Yeah, we are. Do I go first or are you going to go first today? uh, I can go. Go. I am loving, really what I'm loving is the anticipation of these two things. And that is the two advent calendars that I have purchased for myself. <laughs> what? What? So, okay, wait. I want to stop you there. Mm-hmm. Tell people what an advent calendar is because I don't know if everybody knows what one is. So an advent calendar is used to count down the days to Christmas. Typically, they have 24 items or boxes. And um, in our house, we have many advent calendars. So my mom, when the kids were little, she purchased each of them an advent calendar and theirs are wooden and they have little doors that open. You've, if you've seen the movie Christmas Vacation, you've seen Clark open the doors of his advent calendar. Anyway, and she fills theirs with like little candies and little tiny ornaments that they hang on this little miniature tree. It's a very sweet tradition. Um, but advent calendars are an industry that has kind of exploded in the last several years. So you can get them for just about everything. I 
love them. I feel like you cannot have enough. I almost enjoy advent calendars more than Christmas gifts. <laughs> Something about the daily anticipation just tickles me. So do um, you have the actual, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you don't open it all at once. Cause I would open it all at once. No, I open it every day. That's <laughs> no, part of the joy. I can't do it. So in our house, we have the kids each have their own that my mom fills for them every year. And they love opening that calendar. And then we have a family advent calendar. Um, so we each get four days. Is that right? Nope. We each get six days. <laughs> There's four of us. We each get six days. We share. And then this year I bought two for myself because I always covet many of the advent calendars and these two I had to have. So all of that lead in to say <laughs> the two that I have purchased for me and me alone, although I may share one of them, one is a jam and honey <laughs> advent calendar. And the brand is Bon Maman. And excuse me, I do not speak French and do not judge my pronunciation. It but sounded I, French. <laughs> I actually just assume that it's French. Somebody can please correct me. Um, it is 24 <laughs> tiny jars of jam and honey. And it this advent calendar is hugely popular every year. It always sells out. And every year I regret not buying it for myself. And no more. No more. There is no you more regret. It. I pre-ordered it. Oh, it arrived the week of my birthday, so I considered it a birthday gift. And uh, I'm excited. The and other you haven't, one. You haven't opened one little door yet on Not it? one. It's still oh, plastic wrapped around God. it. Oh, my God. I couldn't do it. No. That's part of the joy is the anticipation. Delayed gratification is a good skill to okay, learn. What's the second one? <laughs> the second one is the Sugarfina advent calendar sold by Paper Source. And if you know me, I'm a candy fiend. And the Sugarfina advent calendar is filled with 24 different types of candy, one for each and every day. And it's going to make my days in December, joyful. How much candy are we talking it's about? It's like four pieces in each day. So it's okay. not not going to ruin my dinner. <laughs> Do you wait uh, until, wait, you don't wait no, until No, I will probably eat it. them at 6.30 in the morning okay. in the closet as I'm getting ready for the day. Let's be honest. And then I'll take my little jam jar downstairs and have it with my toast. <laughs> oh my God, it is so funny. All right, Wendy, what you got? Mine is not nearly as exciting. Um. Mine. Okay. Have you? Has your? Has your skin started changing as the weather is changing here in Southern California? I find it hilarious that you think the fact that the high today is seventy-two instead of eighty-two means that the weather has changed. But not yet. I am so dry. So um, I doubled down and got me some Trader Joe's body butter. Oh, which scent? It's coconut. You know, mm -hmm. I love me a coconut scent. Mm -hmm. They have the pumpkin out right now. I'm not a, I don't want to smell like a pumpkin spice latte. So that's mm -hmm. not for me. But um, that stuff really works. It you, does. Do I, you use it? Mm -hmm. I have actually finished several jars of that. And I, I'm not good at finishing beauty products. Me neither. It's good. It's so After the nice. shower, putting on your pajamas, getting in the bed. It's luxurious. <laughs> So, you know, I hate putting lotion on. We've talked about this tons of times, but, oh, uh, my skin, like, hurts so bad right now. So I just love this body better. It's so good. Oh, but here's a hot tip. If you if you don't have a Trader Joe's local to you, you can buy it on Amazon. But don't do that, people. 
it is like triple the cost on Amazon. I don't get why people will fork out $25 for a container of this body butter. Right. There are other lotions on the market. Do not pay someone's ridiculous resale price who is capitalizing on the fact that you do not live close to a trader. Yeah. It's good. It's not that good. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. We'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and a review, and we see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.